Welcome to the Weekly Boost. My name is Ricardo Bueno, and I'm a 10-year veteran of the real estate industry. And this podcast is dedicated to taking an honest look at the reality of marketing and growing your real estate business. My guess is you want to close more deals, whether it's working with buyers or sellers. But it's not as easy as some people, like bullshit marketers, would have you believe. I spend my day consulting with some of the best agents in the industry, which basically means I have a front row seat to the behind the scenes of world-class marketing campaigns and listing strategies, and I'm here to unveil some of those strategies and tactics with you. Listen in as I share what's good in real estate and the world of marketing. Let's go. Welcome, everybody. I'm here with Kenny Trong with uh, EXP Realty in the Bay Area. But um, Kenny, you're in a hyper-competitive market. And when I look at your profile, I mean, geez, you got 464 five-star reviews on Zillow, 98 sales in the last 12 months. You got started in the industry probably at a time where um, some people might say, what the heck are you thinking? But so, so let's kind of dial that back and kind of try to reconstruct your basically where you are. Because a lot of people think real estate is a uh, quick and easy way to make a quick buck. And it's the complete opposite. You don't get to where you are by accident. So let's, let's kind of start from the beginning. Why'd you get into real estate? Um, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't uh, on purpose. I, I was studying my last year of um, college. It was a six year college. <laughs> three, years, three years community college. I was at Merritt, Alameda, and uh, I forgot one more, but it was like whatever uh, community college. And I got into uh, Hayward. And then studying business and marketing. And then on my last year, like the recession hit. So I think that was like 2009, 2010, yep. the market tanked in 08. It was pretty bad. So, but I wasn't too affected because I was just going to school. You know, I was yeah. like three. So I'm, I'm 35 right now, born in 84. So whatever those numbers look like. Um, so I was probably 24 in the recession hit. Yep. So not too affected because I, I had like, I had a job. I was working at this company called Source Corp uh, where we scan loan documents. It's kind of crazy. We had these machines <laughs> that are like 10 feet wide. Yeah, 10 feet wide and like seven, like six, seven feet tall. And then it was just scanned loan documents. I mean, I mean, I didn't know what loan documents, <laughs> wow. but yeah. And it was kind of cool because we scanned loan documents and then we had an entire staff of like 30 each, each like 24 hours a day. We had 30 people um, doing TC work, you know, transaction point. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know what that was until like way later, but they were just sticking <laughs> items in certain places. And then the, mar- the market crashed and everyone's lost their jobs because there were no loan, loan documents to sign. And during that year, I picked up like multiple different, uh, um, like gigs on Craigslist. Yeah. I was worked for like a nail salon a company that shipped free things in nail salons. Um, I, I deliver signs for this company that worked for auction.com. And that was actually mm-hmm. how I got started. Cause I picked up, um, pallets of signs in my truck, uh, in my parents' truck to put in on our porch. And then people would come pick them up and then oh, wow. we're just literally just pick up the signs and go, you remember yeah. those bright yellow, green and blue signs yeah. Uh, garage store yeah like i actually handled uh stapling them to every single property from here to clear lake to Washington. no way yeah so i i did like 150 properties every month just driving and step putting things in the ground it was really fun actually but then like i ran, randomly like ran some guy like he he, he knocked on my door and strike that conversation asked me about signs and then we kind of hit it off and just asked me if i want to be a uh, assistant and yeah. i really started being assistant the following monday Oh, wow. <laughs> like, I'm, like, I'm a yes man. Like, it sounds good. I just do it. I don't really think too hard. Yeah. We kind of did that for a year. It was kind of fun. Like, we did, like, you know, um, BPOs for the bank, drive around yep. to pictures, um, and install signs, you know, his lock boxes. Did, like, really grunt work. But I did that for a year before I, got, I finally got licensed. Yeah. And when I got licensed, I joined my um, previously mentor, 
um, that Yuri Burbakov over at uh, this company that was at that point Century 21. But the month I joined them, they actually uh, de-franchised. I don't know what the, yeah. the software affiliation. And started this company called Michael James Real Estate. So I started there. We had about six agents. And just kind of learned the ropes from my mentors over there. Yeah. A lot of the things, uh, the agents that I talk to want to jump into real estate. Should I jump in head first and do this on my own? Should I go work for a team? What do, what do you think? What do you say to somebody like that? That's kind of experiencing or, or, cause I see a lot of agents who are going it solo and I see them fumbling, stumbling, not really growing. And I think, I, I think yeah. either you have the network or you don't. So how do you, how do you kind of approach that? Like you, you get out, like you have the hustle and the train uh, and training, but at the end of the day, like I, I think too many agents, um, like I started with, uh, my broker was my mentor. Yep. And I constantly seek like Inman news and text savvy agent, uh, to learn what I learned, but like, I'm more self-sufficient than a lot of people and I'm a doer and I actually implement. So, but, but I see a lot of agents jump into real estate, um, through, I mean, I've been at two companies now, well, third, my third company now, I see agents rotate in and out, probably like, like a third of agents don't survive. Like the, the <laughs> I, I, read, I read about this a couple places. If an agent can get past three years and stay in the business, they're set. Like you see very little turnover after three years in business. Yeah. But I think new agents have way too much ego. They, they jump in and like, I'm going to be this. I'm going to be that. I'm working this market. <laughs> I don't, and then I'll be this brand. Like your, your, your brand should be like doing a good job and people talk about how great a job you do, not how great you are. So I think way too many agents take, spend too much of their time building logos and doing stuff that doesn't bring them any residual and mm-hmm. money. And after a while, they, 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 they think that's going to, that's like the silver bullet. If I have a cool logo or this, I'm going to get business. Like, no. And then they end up just falling out of business. So I've seen tons of turnover, even, um, I mean, I, I, so I was at Climb Real Estate for five years prior to mm-hmm. the two months ago. So I personally have recruited over 65 agents wow. at a company. So I, I see it in a lot of people I've mentored and trained. So like, like a third of them aren't even in business anymore right now. Oh, wow. So for a new agent, I think what it, what it really takes is like, you really do need to get a mentor. I mean, in this order, I would get a mentor. A mentor could just be a more seasoned agent in the office. You don't need a formal relationship. You need to ask a lot of questions. You get a mentor. Um, and a lot of my mentors early on were from other offices because I had yeah. a small office, so I, I want to learn more. I got to reach out, right? Get a mentor. And then, be, and then if you, I really think agents should start off on teams and, you know, a good, good, uh, lot get, of get your hands dirty. Yeah. A lot of teamers are like kind of salty. Like, well, I, I'm going to train this person and then you're going to leave. Well, the train of thought is you're going to train this person. You're going to have new systems in place. You're going to know how to train people. Right. And, and then the better you get, the easier and more you can scale and, and bring in more people. Like if you team leaders should take the time to train their teams and the new agents really should hop on the team to learn all the ropes. You want to be in the office, listen to conversations, see what someone more successful you is doing, you know, cause like beats, you know, that beats just watching YouTube videos all day or going to watch <laughs> Tom Ferry or watching, you know, um, you know, KW has amazing best training in the game, yep. but like, like lo- locally I, I did a fun stand on KW in our area. Mm-hmm. Like I think half the agents haven't sold anything yet. Same with the XP, I'm the XP, <laughs> but that's kind of like the 80-20 rule, right? Like, it, it, like 40% of agents just don't do anything. So if you jump on a team, you can get your hands dirty right away. You'll touch deals. You know, it doesn't matter how much you get paid on those deals. Because once you get those deals, you'll get a bigger sphere. You get a referral network. You get mm-hmm. the reviews. You get the branding. You get to send out those just listed uh, emails. You get to post on Instagram. You get to mm-hmm. like show that you're doing something. Versus, you know, hoping for that one deal. And then you're probably not able to even like showcase that how much what what you did on that one deal you might just post a just so instagram post and call it a day and then you're not gonna get more business from that one deal. 
So you said something interesting just a second ago. One of your superpowers, I would think, is the ability to kind of execute, move fast. It's probably why you got your name, right? <laughs> but, but a lot of people get stuck in like, they get stuck in, they have these grandiose sort of plans or goals yeah. and then they never execute. Is that a problem of like, I've just worked up to this point and it's a lifetime of bad habits? Is that a problem of not having the right mentorship, not knowing how or where to execute? Like, how did you narrow in so good on that focus? And is that just- um, I think everyone goes through it. Like I, I did early on much more than now. It's, you know, it's called a perfection uh, paralysis. Mm -hmm. Like something has to be perfect until you launch it. That postcard, like, or that website, like, no, you, you like I've learned over time, just, just make, just throw it out there. Like I, you know, building out your social or building on your brand or having the right systems, you know, you have to use things, break, you know, things break, some things fail until you get better. That's what, mm -hmm. like, I've probably been on like 15 different CRMs and I can adopt <laughs> a new app much more quickly than most people that try other crappy apps that probably aren't even business anymore, but mm -hmm. they don't get like, it's part, part of the learning. You're, you're not supposed to master everything you do. So you're like your brand as you're building your business, you're not going to be able to figure out what that looks like until you did it or are doing it. And I like fail fast, fail forward. Yeah. Testing new things, see what sticks. A lot of products are free too. Like I don't get why people are so like, oh, I don't want to try that. Like I have someone on my team that doesn't want to, I mean, actually no, I talked to another agent in my market that doesn't want to build a website. I was like, I know it's hard because I spend like, I, I try to spend like a couple hundred hours on WordPress and I, I forgot. <laughs> I, I, it's been like 10 years. So I actually did one a month ago. I'm working on it. But you have all the time in the world right now. Why don't you just go try it? And then like yep. Instagram, all, like all my social media posts, I've been doing this. I've been doing social media since like middle school. <laughs> like that's all I've gotten good at it. And then my, now my team, right? I love that my team members, I have 17 agents on my team. They're out creating new content right now, new themes, new templates. They, they're putting yep. on webinars. They're doing like, I was like, just try it. And if it sucks, I just tell them this is ugly. You should redo it. And then they redo it. And now their stuff looks really, really good. So you're, you're always sort of tinkering with stuff. And I think you're right. That's get, getting your hands dirty is the fastest way to learn something. Yeah. And you got to enjoy it too. And then if you don't like design, then okay, then maybe you're good with people then you know, learn new scripts, test different things out. Like, you know, I, I go to conferences all the time. I go like 15 conferences a year. I've probably seen you in the West group. Uh, many <laughs> yeah. times. You know, you're listening to the panel, right? There's someone that's really smart has these one-liners or this line. Every time I go to the conference, I have a new script. Cause I, I was like, Oh, that guy said that, that was like legit. And I come back and then I'll, I'll, I'll incorporate into my conversation with my clients. Um, and then like, that's why I, I, I can probably convert 90% of people I meet. My listing appointment last year went on 113 listing appointments. Um, we converted over 80%, probably 80, 85% of those, uh, not including the ones that just aren't selling at all. But it's just like, if you can dial down exactly what your value is and you've been practicing, practicing, and you have all the knowledge and the scripts, like you, you should be able to secure a lot of appointments. So that's something you worked up to though. You didn't just walk in and all of a sudden, boom, you have this like intense conversion rate. How do you practice to get to that point? Well, the conversion rate com comes from, Confidence, you know, people have to trust that you can do a good job. And the confidence, if you're lacking it, it comes from um, studying the market. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, I was <coughs> starting a business. I had this like loud, I had this SWS, uh, WX, SDI, you know, the, the super car all tricked out, super loud, <laughs> downpipe, turbo, exhaust, you know, all that. And I had a lip ring. You still see my butt cheek right here. <laughs> but, uh, it, I could not sell homes for like, I, not, like, you know, what your parents, the parents are way more loose now, but before, like, it was people were more straight. Yeah. The from the buyers, like, so while I had that, like, I was converting, I was really young at 24 years old. Like, why would you trust your biggest, like, living <laughs> here, all right? So I had to really, really ramp up uh, my market knowledge. Like, yeah. every day, 
I would study the MLS. I would look at every agent, what they've sold, their websites. And my coworkers all thought I was kind of creepy. I was like, <laughs> I want to study uh, model after. I didn't know what modeling was before I took coaching. But I want to see what other people have done really well and why, what makes them successful, you know, what their files are. And then like solely like build out my, my brand based on what I you know other people's brand. What's your and, point of differentiation and whatnot? Yeah, because like, so you, there's agents you like. I mean, a lot of people study my stuff, but my stuff isn't for everyone. But the systems I use are fully replicable. Like the, 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 the way it looks, but me, personality, is like everyone has a different personality. Yeah. So I read somewhere you started and invest a lot in your marketing. Like that's something that you do right now. Can we break that down? So a lot of agents, you know, they, everybody wants more leads. And the one thing that I, stay, that I say to people is, hey, marketing always works. It's just a matter of when and if you have the right systems in place. If you don't have systems in place, you can buy all the leads you want. You're not going to convert them. Yeah, I full. I mean, I when I first started, I spent like thirty percent of my income, like on, on um, on like on like marketing leads. But I knew where I wanted to go. I want to go faster versus building it up. Uh, but like like two things. Well, two things. Like one thing. Think you think you think about like you. Every agent wants to do more listings, right? Mm-hmm. Your brand new agent, wow, I want to be a superstar. I want, I want that market share, right? <laughs> Great. Well, you're spending, you're, you're going to spend tons of money on postcard and marketing and leads, but yet you have not done any training or like have or like you have no clue what you're doing walking that list appointment. You're spending all that money to gamble on on a chance that you might be able to win a listing. That that makes no sense. You yep. should be working backwards, right? Practicing. Or when you're doing a new listing, you should definitely bring in a seasoned agent to help you coach you through that thing. Because again, you can read Tom Ferry scripts and whatever. I have, I have, I have a Dropbox full like 10 other agents, you know, Arsenal. But yeah. it's different when you're live there at an appointment, right? So all these agents are spending way too much time figuring out marketing and leads, but they don't know what they're doing. Like even when I do a bigger deal or a higher end deal, yeah. I always, always bring in someone more seasoned or, or personality match. So like 90... Five percent of appointments I go on are with someone else. I don't work by myself because also, like when you're meeting people, it's good to like see body language. You know, you're oh yeah, someone's staring at you weirdly, then switch it up. But you're yeah. talking to you are talking to me. I'm not paying attention to the other person. It gets weird. So that's that's one thing. Like you really up your game and not just look for leads. Um, and second, many top agents are guilty of this, including myself. This is I forgot where I got it from, but I called um the pancake syndrome. Think about like like imagine you have a like a plate right, IHOP or something. And the leads are pancakes. You you you're just literally stacking pancake over pancake, and those are your leads. <laughs> but you're not spending any time nurturing, which could be like the the maple syrup, right? Yeah. You're just, you're just pouring it on the bottom leads that that will never get like that the flavor because you're you're just nonstop pouring it on. So I think many many agents are like are are guilty of that. Because I know in my third, fourth, fifth year in business, I had about a hundred people in my database, like because I was ref and partner agent, um, and you know. And then I, I, I was the number one agent in Oakland for uh, my third, fourth, and fifth year of business uh, wow. for unit count for buyers. I was like top two for total. So, and I did that with a book of, book of leads of 100 leads. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, but right now it's different. You do need a lot of probably like, probably like 200 to do right. a lot of business because people are shopping around more. Um, but people, you don't, you don't need a million leads to do a lot of business. You need like a really core, because uh, once you have a lot of leads, you're just churning things out. You're looking yep. for deals. And then people are gonna like drip, drip off. I've I've had a lot of conversations with my agents, my team last year. They had really solid buyers, close friends. They got too busy because they're chasing new leads, and oh, wow. those deals fall through. Think about like, or if you have leads, why? If you have client database, why are you spending? Why are you spending time doing more open houses when you could be out showing homes? Because yep. then 
because you're trying to do open houses to get leads, to nurture them, to show them homes, to write offers, to do deals. Right. But you already have people that need your help, but yet you're out there open houses. So like, I, I think um, newer agents especially need to really dive down on like the process of taking a client. It's not just open house, write an offer. Yep. So one of the things we, we talk about is the whole 80-20 rule. Like what yeah. if you spent, what if instead of spending a, this massive amount of budget marketing to everybody, what if you just focused on the top 20% of your you know, your biggest or best clients that are going to be a referral source. What, yeah. what, what sort of customer process experience process do you guys have in place? I'm, I don't do that anymore. So I'm actually opposite, but I, I make, but then that's why I have a team. Like I make sure that my team is delivering high uh, customer service. Mm -hmm. Cause I've seen many, many agents do really well with zero market spend. They, they, they do fantastic, like above way beyond what I would honestly do mm -hmm. uh, job with a client and then getting that referral and referral and such. So there's very rare agents that can do that. Usually they're like high I, high S types. They're very talkative, but they're slow paced and they can like uh, take a lot of care for a client versus like I'm a high D, high C, you know, more analytical, more just, just get things done. Um, so I was able to do business being myself that way very, very well early on. Cause it was like REO, you know, distress, yep. like clients was like, Oh, write an offer here. Great. So many <laughs> just write 10 offers, just write, write, write. It's, yeah. Uh, and now like now more than ever, clients need more, uh, more high quality care and service. Cause then there's, there's 20 other agents within 10 minutes of you that has like 20, 30, 40 reviews on Yelp. Yep. You know, like that, that you need to compete with those agents cause you're not going to compete with me. I don't mean that like egotistic way, but we already have 460 reviews on Zillow. I think the next team in Oakland has like a hundred after that, <laughs> there's only a handful. There's probably less than 20 teams in, um, in Alameda and Contra Costa County and South Bay, less than 20 out of like thousand agents that has more than like 20 reviews. So like you're you're not gonna catch up to me for that type of business, but you could you can attack a different part of market, that, yeah, and for sure. And that's where we we're really good at winning because we have that, and then my my agents are taking extreme care, really high care of my clients. How does that play come into play? So you talked about like the disc test, right? Mm -hmm. and being able to understand uh, that sort of dynamic. I, I've taken the disc test. I forget where I am, but I took this other really good test, and it was the uh, Perry Marshall's marketing DNA test. Oh, what's that? Heather. And, and it, it was really cool. It was, it's kind of like taking the disc personality assessment, but what it spits out is it spits out from a sales and marketing environment, just who you are as a person and identifies your strengths, your weaknesses, et cetera. What I found really fascinating was that it had me nailed down to a T. And so all of the stuff that it said, like you work in, in this type of environment, you excel the best. What I did was everything else that was a weakness, like that could easily be the list of things that you outsource yeah. or that you turn to somebody like your team, for example, to help them leverage those areas of your business that you're maybe not so good at. What's your this? Are you like IS? I don't know. I, I should go back and, uh, and take it and look at it. But yeah, check, uh, check out like Tony Robbins used to have a good one for many, many years. That was our go-to, but they, they changed it up this year. And then Tony stop outsourcing his link somewhere else and it's not that great now nah. but I, I would look up this test i think 16personalities.com has a good one or crystal oh sorry crystal knows is a really good one like because then um when when agents onboard my team or yeah. they're interviewing i don't i don't even ask them for a resume sometimes they like sending one but <laughs> we we have them fill out multiple personality tests before they meet with us and so how do you use that to drive your decisions? Depends on what we're looking for. If, if I'm looking for admin, I can't have high driver. That's like me. They just get things done. They're not as detail oriented. Mm -hmm. High eyes, they just like to talk a lot, which is not, which is <laughs> um, So ISs are really, really good at buyers agents. They're naturally, yeah. they're, they're not naturally as good with uh, listing uh, sellers because then sellers, they're, 
many, many times seller conversations are very tense. Yep. You are very direct with them. Um, you're not, not arguing, but you know, you have to be direct. They have to yeah, trust yeah. you. You're, you're playing with their asset. So a lot of the S type personality types are not good with um, sellers. Cause they, wow. they stress out, they freak out. Yeah, I don't yeah. mind arguing with someone because I know at the end of the day, like we're, it's good. We're results driven. Yep. And C is like just analytical, calculative. Like they're like engineers um, and stuff. So S is really good for admin and I is good for buyer's agent. And you need someone to close on your team to meet what sellers or just get things done really fast. You will uh, go with a D. And then you, yep. you can figure out um, if you don't want to take a test, here's a quick way I learned recently. Um, look at your closet. Your, your closet. <laughs> yeah. Like high D's is like my closet is not like 80% gray or black. Like I don't, I don't wear blue unless it's for appointments. If, if you like wearing black, white, gray, and red, you're a high D. If you have like, you have like um, pastel colors, right? Not just orange, but like pink or blue, but light baby blue, kind of like yeah. cute stuff. You're probably a high, um, I think S. And then high eyes, are just, eyes are more colorful. And C, they're, they're probably, I think they're just mostly bland. It's like black or white. Yeah. So you can stare at your closet and kind of determine, are you a fun, <laughs> outgoing person or a little funky, quirky? They're, or you're a little more direct. So very easy to determine someone when you see them right away. I got, I got blue and a neon I orange. I, I, <laughs> you're, you're wearing maroon, right? Yeah. yeah I, I, I don't own anything maroon. So that, that's the difference. Uh, it's funny. Um, let's talk about the team dynamic. So has it been easy to recruit and, and sort of grow your team? And how have you leveraged that to kind of feel where you wanted to go? Or is it something that just kind of happened? I mean, so two things, right? I don't actively recruit. And I say mm -hmm. that because I don't, I don't call anyone. I don't email anyone. I don't ask anyone. You want to join my team? Like just, I, just, I was, so I, I recruited 65 people at client, but I think I brought on about 10 more DXP. So I probably recruited close to 80 agents. That means I've done like well over hundred interviews, right? I don't, I don't chase, I don't check it in again with people. So how I bring on people is just attracting talent. You know, when you're providing value, you're teaching classes that maybe I've, I've hosted four webinars this week. They've got like 100, 200, 300 people now. So like, and that nine more coming. So when you're delivering um, information and talent and systems to people, they naturally want, are attracted to you because then you're, you're, you're drawing them in. And then once you sit down, you, you analyze their business to see how you can help them. So you're, if you're known, you're doing things more like this. You're having more podcasts. You're doing more webinars. That will help you attract talent. And then like one thing I'm doing right now, because um, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky enough to always do these things or get yeah. them to talk, but you know, I've, I've worked my way here. Um, but this isn't offered to many other agents. So just to give you an example, like this week alone, I held, oh, yesterday, yesterday I, I, I did a webinar on how to find stretch properties. Uh, Jerry Beverly, Sean Kelly, because uh, Florida, like good friends of mine, they, they know how to do flips and investments, all that stuff, way better than me. Um, they've never, ever been on a webinar before. They haven't been into a decent large size panel. So I set them up yesterday and got them a couple of reviewers. And then tomorrow night at 5 p.m., like I give you an example, Katie Day in Houston, Texas. They did a ton of business out there. Yep. Frank, Franco Perez, uh, Franco Silicon Valley Instagram. He has like 35,000 followers on Instagram. His videos are like crazy. And my friend Kenneth Earth, none of these people have ever presented before. They never put together a slide deck before. They haven't been in presentation. So like, I was like, dude, you guys need to do this. So I, I've set them up and I have a webinar going tomorrow night to host them. But you see like, I'm not, I'm not recruiting them. Maybe no. I am, but I'm not actively like, Hey, you should work with me. I'll do this for you. Yeah. yeah. I do that. Maybe they'll come in the future. Any of these people. And then one of, maybe one of the guests, the, the hundreds of people watching is like, Oh shit, Kenny's doing something interesting. He's helping these people. And he's in, there was no zero ESP pitch. There wasn't even a logo, no name drop, whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
like, oh, this guy's helping people. Like, let me see what he's doing. And they see like what you're doing. They're like, shit, let me talk to this person. Yeah. Just that's why in the last three weeks I've recruited actually four agents. It's just like <laughs> a back and white. And I don't, I haven't actively like done anything. I'm just constantly just making more content. I talked to um, delivering value, man. I talked to a team leader, well over a hundred million dollars, had an hour call, um, Zoom call, had like, I'm talking to a broker owner right now. So these things just come because you're putting things out there without expectations. And that's how you recruit. But I understand if you're in a role like a sales manager or a recruiting, mm-hmm. uh, for an office, it's different. You actually do have to go out and call. Yeah. But, but if you're a team leader, you're trying to start like building up that this is the way to do it. And then like back to what we were saying earlier about like, um, should you join a team? I don't think anyone should start a team unless they mentor someone before. If you, if you, and, or maybe you have an assistant, you should hire an assistant first. So you don't even know you're, you're going to be manager assistant because you don't even know what it is that you need. You yeah. Then, then if you can do that and get your business running well, then maybe mentor people and get paid a portion of their deals. And if you're really good at that. Maybe one of those mentors, mentees can become your buyer's agent. And then progressively, then maybe then that's how you kind of grow into a, a team. Many people just like, okay, I, don't have any business, but I want someone else to work for me because I'm. I feel like I'm smart enough to tell other people to do. Those team, teams collapse all the time. I've seen many of them in my area, because that's that's not leadership. That's just like telling people what to do. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I want to be the boss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Let's talk about accountability really quick. So, how do you, you you have a team? Everybody plays all of like these different roles. You have to have some semblance of accountability, and uh, you know, with even my sales reps, we talk about you have to be able to service your existing business while still prospecting. So some of that is like working on your business, working in your business. How do you maintain a good structure and how do you keep your team accountable? Um, some of our stuff is very structured and some of it is very loose. So I have a team of 17, but last April I had a team of maybe five, six. Mm-hmm. The way I, I keep my team accountable is, um, is by rewarding them. The people who are on track, who are making calls, who has the most appointment showings, are writing offers. You see that, right? I don't track every single thing. If they're doing well, I feed them more opportunities. So I, had two, like I have a brand, two agents on my team, like Dewey Vong on my team did 17 deals his first year with me, first 12 months. That's April. awesome. That's crazy, right? Yeah. Shoes at the mall. <laughs> so like, that's a, that's a really big deal. Like his income, I think doubled or tripled within the year. And then I had like Jennifer Oak on my team. I think she did like 13 deals first 12 months, 11 were listings. Cause she has a natural, she worked for a probate attorney. Wow. She, she's professional business setting. So that the people who show up, they get rewarded. So that's kind of got me. And then, the people who don't do anything, they don't get fed. And then on top of that, every week, team meeting, we use Google Typeform mm-hmm. to track number of calls, appointments, um, hours worked in your business, hours work on your business. Did you do open house? We track that. But we recently, we just signed up for Sisu. Um, dot, dot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we just signed up yesterday. We're onboarding this week. I think my account might launch today. Um, but we do track things like that. It, and we let the agents uh, figure, you know, do that. How do you manage your day-to-day? Because I look at you and a while back I asked, who do you know that's a time management ninja and a productivity ninja? I look at, I look at your calendar just from what you share and you have no white space. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I literally just throw things in my calendar and like, like I, 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 like, I like working under pressure. It's just more exciting. <laughs> I'm really behind my emails right now for three weeks. But even though I had work to do, I was still able to launch 12 webinars because I was like, you know what? This is fun. <laughs> it keeps me exciting. Um, I mean, just ca- literally calendar everything. I calendar, I'll give you an example. I calendar, open it right now. I track when I'm at home. I track when I wake up and I, I don't, I don't go, go straight to work in the morning. I usually just hang around my bed, like ch- do social media. Yeah. Then. Um, but I track everything I do. I track my time at the office. I track all my Uber rides. I track my Uber rides if I'm doing something during Uber ride or I'm working. 
then because I label all my stuff blue if I'm working, green if I'm working on the business. Uh, I'll track all my free time. I, I can I, t- I can tell you exactly what time I slept every night this week. Oh wow! Yeah, like twelve fifteen, one ten, eleven fifty five. Last night was because then I I use a uh, sleeping app. But yeah. Then, on my calendar, orange is free time, so I have a pretty balanced. Everything squeezed, but I have a pretty yeah. balanced life. I do take a lot of time off. So um, how's that? How's that useful to you, or how does that translate into something useful to you? I think I think the more uh, self aware you are of your time, the 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 less you're gonna waste it. Because I purposely put orange on my calendar. I know I'm wasting time. I don't care. But like, <laughs> if, you, if you don't know what you're doing, you're you're you can be more productive. Yep. So I, I can tell you most weeks I'm working like 50 hours a week, but my, my hours are very, very um, crucial. Like I, I, it, it gives me anxiety to go to the grocery store to buy like 20 bucks or something, right? Because in my time, if, you're, if you want to make, think about this, if you want to make um, oh, like 200 grand a year, that's pretty yep. good, right? Uh, that means your time should be worth 100 bucks an hour. You should not be doing anything that's not $100 an hour during your time while you're working. So what does that mean? Well, if you want to make 100 bucks an hour, maybe you need to hire an assistant. At fifty dollars an hour, or virtual assistant at five dollars an hour, or hire a buyer's agent. Now I, I tell you that uh, my top two agents, we did a fourth quarter to check in. Mm-hmm. We, we measured every hour they worked, um, multiplied by the income that came in that quarter. They were averaging about ninety three to ninety seven dollars an hour. Wow. Yeah, I got. I, I was at a, that when last quarter deals are closing, but you know, is all the summer's work. I was making I think about seven hundred seven hundred bucks an hour in work. Wow. So if you ask me if I would drive an hour to, to San Jose or somewhere I, I, no. or, or, or do Uber ride for 50 bucks, it just, it wouldn't make zero sense. It's a no brainer. It's a no brainer. Cause there's also always back to pancake syndrome, right? There's always clients for me to talk to. I, I'm, I'm no agent is going to get, get everything unlocked because if you're doing a good job generating business, there's always business that's trickling off that you need to constantly save. Yep. 100%. Well, Kenny, all of that's super useful. Um, where can we find you online? Thank you so much for imparting wisdom on us today. Cool. I'm uh, at uh, Kenny Fast on Facebook or Kenny underscore Fast. And I'll catch you on some webinars soon. Cool. All right, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Weekly Boost. If you got value out of this episode, do me a favor. Head on over to iTunes to subscribe and leave a review so we can reach more people and change more lives with this content. Oh, and one more thing. Do you want to know how effective your online marketing strategy is? In order to succeed in real estate, you need to learn how to market yourself well. Find out how your marketing strategy stacks up against the competition by visiting ricardobueno.com forward slash audit. Answer a few simple questions and get an instant audio course on how to level up your marketing today. Again, that's ricardobueno.com forward slash A-U-D-I-T. See you next time.